Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Hello, yes, Dan Arjun here. Dan Arjun has been summoned. Please, via the internet, we tell you to please listen to Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is WrestleMania week. I and Jay are running on fumes after several late nights of watching TakeOver Stand and Deliver and sat up streaming Resident Evil 5. But we're here and we're here to bring you a huge review, a double review of nights one and two of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver. I'm Troy, as always, joined by Jay. How you feeling, my man? Um, I'm I'm feeling slightly more human than I was uh, about an hour ago. Um, <laughs> I've got yeah. a very strong coffee here to get I, me through. <laughs> I, I too have a very strong coffee and a, a bottle of Lucasade. I'm probably going to run the shop and get more Lucasade <laughs> because we've got more podcasts to do today. Oh, um, it's it's a ram few days, in, including guest spots, so we can't actually like, put them off. Um, <laughs> that's, that's like the worst one where it's like. Oh yeah, we'll do that. And I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't anticipate being this knackered. <laughs> yeah, but um, that'll be a good laugh, that anyway. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. And yeah, um, then we've got the two big ones tomorrow. So at least, at least to be fair, with us like sleeping weird hours, we're gonna be fine for like sitting up, like sitting through WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that practice in early. Get some, get some <laughs> more. Get some more Resident Evil done after WrestleMania night one and two. Yes, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so before we crack on uh, with night one, if you want to let us know what you thought of nights one and two, um, or anything that's been going on wrestling-wise this week, give us a shout on our social media at Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, on Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod, and on uh, Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to see the watch-alongs that we did, they're on our YouTube channel, which is uh, at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and you'll find watch for nights one and two of Stand and Deliver and also NXT UK Prelude. So, on with night one. Yes, so um, they, they did like, they did this both nights, didn't they, where they just announced the pre-show match like just before. And it yeah. was, it, it felt like both of them were only meant to be there to kind of warm the crowd up, but both, I thought mm. both were like pretty fun matches. So, the yeah. first one, excuse me, the first one was um, Zoe Stark versus Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. Um Another good show from Zoe Stark. She she was like counting a lot of her uh, Tony stuff, um, hitting a lot of like really impressive strikes, and like she did like a really nice uh, springboard missile dropkick quite early on as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Storm then ends up taking over the match and using a lot of suplexes. Um, I I thought that was it. Like Storm was pretty much close, sealing yeah. the deep sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, she goes for a Storm Zero. Zoe Stark reverses it into a small package and picks up the surprise victory. Yeah, man. Um, Very surprised. Well, I say surprised. I think I had her down to take the win, but that was just me. I don't know. You did, you did, you did what I did with Santos Escobar on night two, where you were you were talking, saying, I think this is going to happen, but you mm-hmm. still picked the wrong one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but it was, um, it was a fine match. It was... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, as I say, like both the both the pre-show matches were kind of just there to warm up the crowd because mm-hmm. for the first time, I think in the CWC, the crowd was like red hot. Yeah, man. Yeah, like especially especially like for some of like the bigger matches, like mm. it, it was nice to hear. Obviously, they um, did added like bleachers on me for more people. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it was good, um, and. This the first match we really saw the crowd getting like red hot was uh, the opener Pete Dunne versus Kushida, which oh, yes again a match with li- little to no build and it only came off the back of those two eliminating each other in the well, was, battle royale. There was like a little throwaway comment Pete Dunne made where he called himself the best technical wrestler in the world, and yeah. then a week later Kushida said he was. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. And then. It, that like kind of led us to this, where it was um, them get eliminating each other because they were they took umbrage with each each mm-hmm. of them saying that. Yeah, um, th- this match was fantastic. It was so just, good. The, it started off with just lots of like 
lots of reversals, uh, trading, like both working over the arm, both trading arm locks, mm. both like kicking the living shit out of each other. <laughs> um, it was stiff as hell, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the, later on in the match, though, Kashida does that really cool spot where he does like the superplex in, while holding the hoverboard lock. Oh, so and, good. Um, Dunn barely got his foot on the ropes mm. um, for that. It, again, every time Kashida got like the hoverboard lock and Dunn managed to get his uh, like feet on the ropes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were, there was a bit where they were fighting on on the stage and Kashida like stamped on Dunn's like wrist on yeah. on the stage and then hit that running kick from like the top. <laughs> he loves um, that. <laughs> he loves that. Bust that out for takeover. <laughs> um, and then after after him um, again after pretty much just a clinic of technical wrestling and strong style wrestling as well. Um, pretty, pretty much out of nowhere. Um, done like snaps the fingers, kicks Kashida in the head, hits the bitter end and wins the match. Yeah, man. Uh, it felt like a, almost like a little bit of an abrupt end, like sort of came out and it was quite a quick kind of like that. It, it was good. Um, yeah. But I maybe I don't know. Maybe I expected it to go on a little bit longer. That I might get, just be me wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, I get the impression that this isn't the last we've seen of these oh, guys. Definitely not. Um, I'd like to see him in like a submission match, like that. Yeah. So you don't see we don't see uh, submission matches as a stipulation at all anymore. I don't remember when the last one was. Um, I'd like to see them in the fight though. Oh yeah. Oh, that's, that's a I'd good like shout. Yeah. Um, if and if NXT are doing like that as like one of their like sort of signature matches, mm. bring bring it back for Don and Kushida. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I I get the impression this is kind of the start of something, not just like a one off. Yeah, it definitely it definitely felt that way for me. Mm. Um, and then after this, we get uh, the Gauntlet Eliminator. The Gauntlet Eliminator. The gauntlet eliminator. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, it's the, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Leon Ruff, uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, Ellie Knight, all in that, all come out in that order because of the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. Um, so literally, as as he's entering, Swerve jumps here, Leon Ruff. The way the, the way they did this as well was Leon Ruff's music here. And like, you see him like sort of crawling out and you're like, wait, what the fuck? I was like, this then, is a new entrance. What's he doing? It's like, oh no. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you see he's like, he's clearly in a lot of pain. And then Swerve just walks out, like assessing the damage that he's done. No, really big, really pleased with himself. The Ring of Tyler's boss, big fan of that. Yeah, Swerve continuing to be like just an absolute scumbag, and I love it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, they, this ends up with like them basically brawling around the ring. Um, rough hits that like twist and cutter off the announced table onto a uh, Swerve. Mm. At one point, and then the end, the end up um, again, end up just brawling. Uh, rough count as a top row power bomb into Hurricane Rana, and then Bronson Reed comes in. Um, proceeds to murder everyone. He proceeds <laughs> to just like one of the first things he did was a double German suplex on Rough and Swerve. Because why the fuck um, not? <laughs> because he's a big fucker, and you're going to argue with him. Um, <laughs> and then. Yeah, he just pretty pretty much just like cleans house. Uh, Cameron Grimes comes down next, um, tries to pay off everyone. Swerve ends up taking his money, and then of course he does. This, yeah, <laughs> and then decide they have like a little uh, little team, and then basically just double team Bronson Reed for like three minutes. Loomis out next. Um, as Loomis was entering, which I didn't I didn't realize it even happened. It was only that you pointed out when we were watching. Swerve had pinned um, Leon Ruff. Yeah. Like, just quickly rolled him up and took him off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> He's gone then. <laughs> yeah, Loomis comes in like a house of fire, though. He suplexes everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he, him and him and um, Bronson Reed have a big old hoss fight. Um, Love to see it. Just train strikes. And then finally, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Comes up. <laughs> and th- this was done brilliantly because, like, Reads on the stage as he's entering, and he, he's cutting a promo the whole mm. way. Walk down. Mm. I kind of wanted the promo to go longer because I thought I did as well. Real. It's um, got really, really good. Yeah. So um, 
as he's walking down, like Reed's on the stage, he just kicks Reed and calls him a piece of trash. And then he, <laughs> he's just running down everybody in the ring. And eventually, as he's about to like do like his closing line, Reed kind of comes up behind him and just throws him into the ring. Um, and we just get like, um, we just we just then get like the match sort of like really taken off. I thought, yeah. So, yeah. It, um, yes, um, Loomis gets eliminated by Grimes. He gets Grimes in silence. Oh yeah, he gets um, he gets like rolled up. I think it was I think it was by LA Knight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like he does like a stack over roll up. Yeah, so yeah. that's Loomis eliminated. Um, and then almost immediately after there's there is like a couple of other like cool bits that LA Knight does like he does like a pop-up um suplex off the top rope on someone oh um, yeah he just runs like leaps up yeah um yeah. and then shortly after that um he gets eliminated by Bronson Reed after uh, Bronson Bronson lands a top rope uh, surprising a lot of yeah. people's picks there in LA Knight and uh Dexter Loomis I, I thought LA it's weird because like LA Knight <clears throat> he's had three four matches now is it four it's four yeah and he's lost two and he's won two mm. and they're, they're building him up as like the hottest free agent I don't think it hurts him because he can kind of like get away with him just talk his way out of it we're talking <laughs> out of it yeah because yeah. he's, he's got like he, he reminds he reminds me of kind of like the rock when he was yeah. in the nation of domination yeah, where exactly he was a, that he was a bastard but he could talk his way out of it mm-hmm. so yeah even if he even if he was coming up short he'd already be like making his like making his reasons why he came up short it's hard not um, to like him when he's that good on the microphone you can cut that good a promo yeah um so yeah as the final three la knight's like out the ring and he's looking furious dexter loomis locks in silence on him so i'm guessing that's that's where we're going next mm-hmm. um, it, it's weird, like this whole like North American title pitch is so like interwoven at this point. Like, there's loads been, going on. They've been teasing Reed and Gargano for a while, and they've not yeah. not really done anything with it. They've been teasing Loomis and Gargano, and not really done anything with it, mm. other than having um, abducted Austin Theory. <laughs> they did the little tease for LA Knight and Gargano. Obviously, mm. all all three of them as well are now feud, and like Reed and Knight yeah, yeah. and. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it's very I, I like it because it, it does feel like anyone could challenge Johnny at any time. Yeah. And you've always got you've always got to think about the others are going to be waiting in the wings. Um so yeah, the final three was Swerve, Bronson Reed, and Cameron Grimes. Um Grimes and Swerve team up on Reed, but Reed just overpowers them because he's a big lad. Um <laughs> and then it, the the alliance um the alliance falls apart when Scott rolls up. Um Grimes with a handful of tights and um, eliminates him, and um, that that leads us to just Swerve and um, Swerve and Bronson Reed, which Ooh. I don't think any of us thought Swerve was going to be in the final two. So no, that was already definitely, definitely not. Um, also, I didn't realize how much I needed to see Reed against Scott in a match. Yeah. Just the, this last set, like the whole match was really good, like a really fun match. And those multi-man matches are always. Um, a lot of fun to watch but these two had some awesome chemistry like the dynamic between them yeah I, I love the fact as well like Bronson Reed like what one thing big men sort of need to really be good at to really make them a good big man I think is selling yeah because yeah. It, it's all well and good like being oh yeah I'm big man I don't need to sell but when they need to they need to mm-hmm. sell Bronson he's sold his ass off here like yeah 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 the to the point where me and you were both thinking, "Fucking hell, Swear's going to do this." Swear's going to do this, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he he hits um like basically every time Swear hits him with a big move, so he hits like four fifty splash near fall. Um, he hits three house calls, which I don't think it's Swear's finisher, but it's one of them, isn't it? It's one of them, yeah. With like one of his signature moves, I've seen um, him finish someone with it. I'm sure. Yeah, and after three of them, Reed kicks out. And you can see Swerve like kind of unraveling and getting more and more like. So like, I've got nothing left. Like that's all I've got, and I'm not putting him down with it. Yeah, uh, Bronson Reed ends up hitting the tsunami shortly after the after the, the three house calls. It's like a, I think it's like a close a pouncer, wasn't it? Yeah, it's like a pounce power bomb and then tsunami to win. Um, Fucking awesome! And yeah, the the 
the once, as I say, once like LA Knight came out, the match really picked up pace and it was really yeah, like yeah. still a good match, but it really, really like that injected a bit of fuel into it, didn't it? Yeah, when it, when we knew we weren't like waiting for the next guy to come out, waiting for the next guy to come out, mm. um, it really kind of got fun. But yeah, Bronson Reed wins and he will face Johnny Gargano on night two, and they have like a stare down on the stage. Yeah. Um, Quality match. Loads of fun. Yeah. I, I feel like this match had a lot of like star making performances though. Like Swerve. Swerve like came at this looking amazing. Reed looked like a star. A star. Um, yeah. It kind Loomis of like. Always good. Yeah. Loomis and Ellie and I both look good out, coming out of it. So Cameron Grimes. And so Leon Ruff, like in the first, like open and brawl, looked pretty good mm-hmm. as well. Um, I'm excited for their feud going forward. Scott and Ruff. Yeah. Really excited for it. It, with the with the way the brawl and I get the impression we're probably going to get like a street fight or something which would be pretty cool because yeah just seeing Leon Ruff kind of like ducking because a lot of his stuff like ducking and dodging like and quick evasive maneuvers mm-hmm. yeah so yeah. just seeing him do that in a bit more of a like street fight setting would be pretty cool like we saw we got glimpses of it when like he he jumped off he did the cutter off the announce table and like yeah. he got a, a couple of weeks ago swerved through him into like the barricade and he like mm-hmm. jumped on and landed on it and then yeah, jumped yeah, off yeah, onto yeah. Swerve. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Definitely. Um, and then we get, like, the absolute sort of cha- biggest change possible from a very quick-paced, a um, little bit of a spot-fest match to, oh, boy, um, <laughs> just brutality. Um, we get Volta versus Tommaso Ciampa. Good um, Lord grief. <laughs> so... Before before the match, um, also during the entrances, there, there was like kind of the kind of a tease, wasn't there? That Volta was like, "I want the old champer, I want the old champer." Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he chopped him so hard that he chopped him all the way back to 2018 because we got the old champer. <laughs> yes, uh, coming out in like his a uh, take similar gear to like take over New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his head shaved again. He doesn't have those like weird dad haircuts. Um, <laughs> And he's got like he's got the trunks, he's got yeah. the knee braces, he's got everything. He looked he looked great. Um, and he's jacked like he looked jacked again. Like not to say he didn't look jacked, but he looked ridiculous. He looked he looked as jacked as when he came back like at that takeover After, against Gargano. Yeah. yeah, and it was like fucking hell, Champa's eight Champa. Um, <laughs> so yeah, early on, um, Champa kind of he just takes it to Volta, but he's he's using like his speed so. He's kind of like hitting a move and hitting him, duck, ducking a move sort of thing, um, mm. and it, it just it just angers Walter and he chops the shit out of Champagne. <laughs> um, he he puts him on like the top rope, he chops him, and then he does like that thing where he like bends them over the thing and stamps on the neck. Oh god, yeah, that's Champa falls off the see. ring. Um, <laughs> Walter goes for another chop on the announce table. Champa moves out the way. And Volta puts his hand through the announce table, which was great. Um, <laughs> Pops well, like it, a big child it, when that happened. It was great <laughs> until he like shown another shot of it, and you could see the clear cut marks. It was like, oh, mm, come on, to, you, you didn't need to do that. Like, you suspended my disbelief. The first didn't, time you out. didn't need to show the cut marks where it's like clearly like cartoon, like <laughs> jigsaw puzzle cut. Come on. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, chat. Champa then works over Volta's hand, um, but Volta just kicks the shit out of him. Um, but it, it, it does play into the story. Like Volta goes for a, a couple of submission holds and he can't lock it in because his hand's hurting him too much. Mm. Um, and then he, obviously he can't like you like have any strength behind it because his hand hurts too much. Yeah. So, like get a grip. Um, he he then just again kicks the shit out of Champa some more. Um, there's a bit where Champa's just like clothesline and Volta and Volta's tied up in the ropes. Oh, that was up for ages. Like he just yeah. like it was maybe like, 15, like 20 minutes, times. Just running and hitting clotheslines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then he does eventually, um, he does eventually sort of succumb though to, as he goes for like the final big clothesline, Volta just chops the soul out of his body. Um, <laughs> and then Champa, Champa, uh, eventually does it like after that chop that was like it was weird he, he sort of stops and then he goes for like another massive clothesline mm. um, and drives what uh, Volta down um he hits the 
hits the fairy tale end and gets a uh, gets a near fall on that, and then um, this is where Volta just like starts like trying to mare the chamber again. It's good. Um, it's overdrive. So he he uh, he hits like a German and a lariat, gets a two count on that. Um, Champa again. He's trying to. He tries to fight back. Um, he he does. He starts like punching it, like just punching Volta, and Volta like covering up. Mm-hmm. It, again, for a big guy, it's a really effective thing. Where Selling, oh, yeah. he's got to cover up. Yeah, because um, it just looks like he's he's like on the losing end of the fight, and then um, Volta just goes after Champa's neck. Um, <laughs> that's clubbing it, chopping it. Um, he hit. He stomps on the back of it, and and then he hits like two power bombs. The second one where he oh, puts God. up his weight on Champa, and Champa has to use the neck to kick out. Um, <clears throat> it's folded him up like an accordion, just the whole yeah. way over. Ooh. Yeah, um, Volta picks him up. He hits the like that sleeper suplex he's been mm. using, um, and then just picks Champa up and chops him in the heart to win. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's what it ended on a yeah. chop. Um, th- this was a hard hitting, um, yeah, hard hitting affair, and I think it might have been my match of the of the week so far. I um, think that probably too. <laughs> I think I can't remember. I I might have said something different when we were watching live stream, but in in hindsight, yeah. um, yeah, this was unbelievable. There, there was there was three matches on the first night that I thought were outstanding, and yeah. there was three matches on the second night that I thought were also outstanding. So, mm. yeah. Um, <clears throat> was it three or was it two? No, it was three. Um, but yeah, I think I think this one just about edges it for me. Yeah. Um, and then after this as well, like in, in the unenviable position of following that up, Christ. <laughs> the only way they can, we get a triple threat tag team championship match. MSK versus the Grizzled young veterans. <coughs> Probably shouldn't have done that when my voice is already gone. Um, <laughs> and Legado del Fantasma. Um, and th- this was just like full throttle from the get go. Everyone, everyone basically like MSK and Legado just trying to take out grizzled young veterans. Yeah. Um, I like the fact as well, like whenever, whenever any. Um, any one team would talk out and the other two were going at it. The mm. other team would just kind of appear and be like, surprise. <laughs> um, like the, there was a, like early on, as I say, like Legado got took out, grizzled young veterans and MSK just brawling at ringside. Mm. And then Legado just dropped, just there, uh, both hit dives on them at the same time. And um, a pair of, uh, a pair of coast to coasts on Nash Carter mm-hmm. for a fall. Um, and then, Legado like had a great deal of control, um, just working over MSK as grizzled young veterans kind of watched it happen. Um, just letting them do the dirty work. Yeah, uh, just pick the bones afterwards. <laughs> yeah, uh, MSK work over Drake when they get try and get in, and then Gibson comes in um, and straight away goes after uh, Wesley's hand. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like MSK and Drizzle Young Veterans, they're trying to make like the new DIY and revival. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, because and I'm happy for that because they've they, got fucking excellent chemistry. Yeah, the fact that they had Gibson go go after uh, Wesley's hand, yeah, it was instantly like, okay, well, clearly like this is going to continue the feud that mm-hmm. tried to break his hand again. Um, so he, this was horrible. He put Wesley's like fingers in the turnbuckle oh yeah and then Drake basically runs from corner to corner and drop kicks the top turnbuckle not nice um, <laughs> yeah uh, and then he uh, after a while um, we get a really cool uh, double cutter from uh, Lee hitting it um, hitting it on a uh, GYV yeah. um, <laughs> there was another really cool bit as well where Gibson locked in the Shankly Gates, which is his finisher. Yeah. Or singles finisher, I should say. Um, and it obviously, while he had it in, he was working, like putting pressure on uh, Lee's hand. Mm-hmm. I think Drake locked something in on uh, Oh, yeah. On Nash Carter. It was that similar Con- spot, that DIY and revival spot. Yeah. And that, when that it was just it. reached they over. Doing, he did the callback to the DIY revival one. Yeah. Where, 
as one of them's about to tap the other grabs the hand. Yeah. Um, oh, like amazing. Lee was about to tap and Carter grabbed his wrist and wouldn't let him. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, and Legado broke that up uh, shortly after, as I say, shortly after we had that like double cutter mm-hmm. and then um, MSK hit there like twisting blockbuster heart attack thing yeah. on Gibson to pick up the win and become the new tag team champions. Um, Amazing. As I said, they had the unenviable task of following Champa on Bolter and they yeah, absolutely I delivered. This was, <laughs> this was fantastic as well. Mm. Um, and it was, again, like the, it was really good because the way the show was kind of structured, it was like a variety show. Like yeah. you had, you had um the exclude excluding the kickoff show match um because I, as much as I thought it was a good match I think that was just there to warm the crowd yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like um Dun and Kashida being like a technical classic mm-hmm. um you had the gauntlet eliminator just being like an absolute crazy multi man like, <laughs> um Volta and Shampo was just a stiff brutal war mm-hmm. and then you had this which was just like a fast paced um crazy yeah. six man uh six-man match in it with three teams and it was brilliant such um, a good like diverse mix of stuff when yeah often like if this was on raw or smackdown like a main roster pay-per-view there would be kind of no difference in those matches it would just be oh it's just a tag match oh it's just this oh it's just that each one of these yeah. stood out like each one of these matches could have headlined the show i think in my opinion yeah, they all felt um, special. They all they all had their like earned their place on the card. Yeah, I am I am glad, however, that uh, this one did headline the show, which was Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, um, because it's had like the best for me. It's had the best build out of everything except for Cole and O'Reilly that was on the card. Yeah. Um, so early on, Gonzalez just uses a power, and Io was like doing a lot of like quick reversals um like sliding out of moves um at one point like eo goes for a tiger fane kick and just it just fails miserably <laughs> um <laughs> uh yes yeah, so um this was again this pretty much the crux of this match it, there wasn't really a lot to like a lot of sort of big things that stood out early on it was mm. just Raquel goes for a move, EO finds a quick way out of it and reverses it. And yeah, that yeah. was that was pretty much it. Um EO using her speed to kind of catch Raquel off guard and was like she was pretty much constantly just like battering Raquel with offense. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, we then get um a little bit later on, there was a really cool spot where um EO hit a code red for a near fall and um EO like goes for something off the top rope. Um Raquel catches her, tries to walk her in and into the middle of the ring and then to do like the uh, one-handed power bomb. Yeah, yeah. EO reverses that into a cross face and then uh, Gonzalez has to like cross the ropes for the escape. Hmm. Um uh, should be noted by this point Dakota Kai's been kicked out by the referee. She yes, interfered as well. and attacked uh Kai a little earlier. So yeah, referee. Uh, sorry, not Dakota Kai. Uh Shirai yes. rather. <laughs> um so yeah, EO uh, hits like a moonsault um, from the top rope onto the entrance ramp, and you, you, she goes missing. And he's like, "Where the fuck's she gone?" Um, so the the stage for Stand and Deliver was a giant skull with two cross swords above it. EO was on top of the fucking skull. Um, <laughs> of course she was, <laughs> and she hits a massive diving crossbody onto her Gonzalez. Um, Gonzalez. Then they end up rolling to the back of the ring. Um, Gonzalez hits a one-handed powerbomb on the outside of the ring, uh, rolls her into Rosio in the ring, and um, gets a near fall off that. Um, and mom- moments later, she just basically murders Eo with a clothesline, hits another one. We've got a new NXT Women's Champion in Raquel Gonzalez. Damn! Uh, apparently, we were talking about because we got Fightful put something out during the during the main event, saying the match had been cut for time, and it only yeah. went about. 10 minutes but it was I thought it was a pretty fun match um, I did yeah yeah it was it was everything it needed to be mm-hmm. um, obviously obviously the like people are always going to say oh you cut the women's match it's like no you cut the main event because that was that was yeah. the end of the show like 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have it would have been the same, I imagine, if Colin O'Reilly was on night two, night one instead of night two, they would have had exactly. to cut that. Thankfully, yeah. they didn't. But it is what it is. I think they get away with it with obviously the fact that Raquel's like a powerhouse and she shouldn't need that much time to put like to take care of anyone, even if it's like That's the true. women's champion. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they did a really cool like display as well, like with Raquel holding the belt up, and they had like. It was like the edge steam that he has for his mm-hmm. entrance, like coming out the top ropes and co- like covering the stage and covering Raquel. It's a really um, cool visual, really, really yeah. good. Um, but yeah, very well, very, very well deserved. Um, yeah. is Raquel Gonzalez, and I've just seen on Twitter, um, Santos Escobar straight after that match took a picture with her holding the belt up high. Ah, nice. I like, yeah, I like. Pointing out, he doesn't actually have the cruiserweight title with him on that picture, though. Annoyingly, ah, um, because he gave it to his wee lad. He did <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> more on that later. Well, yeah, do you, I say more on that later. Do you want to do more on that now? More um, on that now, mate. Um, did you well, have? You know, uh, night two, you? <laughs> I have. Did you have a high and a low for for night one? Uh, high, Champa versus Volta. Mm-hmm. Um low and this is literally me nitpicking because I thought everything was great um, I mean the the pre-show match as I say it was just there to get the crowd excited but it mm. it was great um, so it, I'd probably say the pre-show match but yeah. if it's just, if we're just like doing the actual show itself um, I'd say my low is that with the Gauntlet Eliminator at times it felt a little long in the tooth okay like before, 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 um, we got like the last entry. Yeah, felt just like it was just it was just waiting for the next guy to come out and waiting for the next guy to come out. Yeah, um, but other than that, yeah, it was a great show. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, my high Walter uh, and Champa, absolutely superb. Um, Walter's fastly, quickly becoming uh, one of my favourite wrestlers. So so good. Um. And yeah, nitpicking, it would be the pre-show match. It wasn't a bad match, but just, yeah. On a show where everything else was exceptional, that would be my choice. So, night two, let's get into it. So, speaking of pre-show matches, we get an impromptu number one contenders match between Brizango and Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Um, Brizango come out dressed as pirates uh, and looked hilarious uh, and there was a lot of comedy involved as you'd expect um, with not just Brizango but the, the dynamic between Maverick and Dane. <clears throat> um, Maverick was basically sort of carried through most of the early going of the match. Um, had a few opportunities to show kind of resilience against uh, Fandango when they, um, Brizango rather, when they double teamed him. Um, and then... Dane sort of stayed fresh for, for the hot tag, uh, which eventually came later in the match, um, made an impact late on. Uh, Brizango had no answer for him. Um, and then, yeah, into the finish, Dane powerbombs Maverick uh, onto Fandango for the win. Um, yeah, the it was just like you say, one to kind of warm up the crowd again. Not too much to take away from it, but it is always nice to see Dane and Maverick on TV. Like, there are, they're a funny tag team. Um, their on-screen chemistry is really good. We don't get to see it all that often. We, and I think we were staying during the watch along, weren't we? Like, I, I'm gutted we don't see more of these two because they're just so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're going to have a really good match with MSK. They, they should work well off each MSK, um, in the Dusty Cup. In the Dusty Cup. Yeah. Which was cool. another reason why I was quite surprised. That I, because I, I, I was the only one who picked Breezango. I thought Breezango was locking here because. Yeah. They'd been involved with the feud because obviously the Legado attacked them. Yeah. Um, and then the, they them um, obviously they've they've not faced MSK, but the other two teams have. So I was like, I got to be Breezango. But yeah. that being said, <clears throat> I mean we're we're going with Dane and Maverick because obviously there's the impending doom of Imperium <laughs> yes. circling around them, um, circling around Killian Dane and Timothy Thatcher. So um so yeah after that we get on to uh the main show and we open with the um nxt uh unification cruiserweight champion ladder match between the champion santos escobar and the champion jordan devlin 
Um, I was super excited for this match. Big fan of both of these guys. Uh, and chuck a ladder into the mix. It's always going to be fun. Um, yeah. Speaking of ladders, Devlin was the first to introduce one into the match, um, but subsequently was the first to get whipped into one. Um, he was then sent over the ropes and onto the ring floor. Esquire continued to stay on top of him uh, until Jordan managed to send him face first into one of the propped up ladders. A um, couple of highlights in the match for me, like pulled out uh, Devlin hitting a standing Spanish fly, which looked cool. Uh, a springboard that, spinning cutter. There was that really cool spot early on in the match where um, Devlin was trying to bring the ladder into the ring. And um, Santos goes for a baseball slide. Devlin lifts the ladder up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Santos goes under and then he just walks back and like smacks it. Smacks him on the back, yeah, yeah. Smacks yeah. Santos with him. Yeah, that's clever. It's, it's, it's in in something like a ladder match where you... But we, we've seen pretty much every spot that there is to be done like in a ladder match. It's hard to come up with anything innovative in a ladder match nowadays, I think. But... Mm a lot of this still felt quite fresh and it was yeah there was a lot of stuff like that felt kind of like a callback to other like classic ladder matches as well within WWE mm. with the like like there was um when they were in the corner um for a spot that you were literally about to talk about I <laughs> really um that felt like a um a little bit of a callback to a um the Edge and Eddie Guerrero one from Smackdown in 2003 for the US title Yep. Um, there was obviously obviously a lot of uh, sort of similar similarities to stuff that RVD's done and Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon have done in yep. previous matches as well. Yeah. Um but the the other thing as well that they kind of used to the, the advantage was the barricades, I thought. Like Yeah. Because that, that was like the one sort of like different like thing from all the other ladder matches is mm-hmm. they didn't have those like screens blocking the ring. So yeah. They could do some actual real cool stuff, and they obviously did as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was good to see. Um, yeah, speaking of that big spot, so um, Devlin hits a, a moonsault off the very top of an enormous ladder and hit like landed it absolutely perfectly. That looked fantastic. Um, Devlin then looked like he was going to uh, win the match, but Mendoza and Wild uh, come down to attack him. He does manage to recover, however. Hits a great Spanish fly off the top of two ladders. Uh, and then as we go into the close of the match, uh, both men atop a ladder in the middle of the ring. Escobar hits a massive headbutt onto Devlin, who falls off and falls through another ladder, which is set up in the corner. Just snaps in half. We both winced when that happens. It looked like a horrible yeah. landing. Um, like folded in two over him, didn't it? Yeah, like an accordion. Oh, yeah, not so nice. Um, and yeah, so he, he downs Devlin, uh, and Escobar becomes the undisputed cruiserweight champion. Awesome, awesome match. Um, after that, on the entrance ramp, uh, Mendoza and Wild come down, and I think it's Escobar's son as well is there. Yeah, uh, nine year old. Yeah, puts his mask on him, gives him the other belt to carry. Um, is that a face turn? Nah, no. Okay. Nah, it's just it's just kind of confit continuing the legacy, isn't it? But then that being said, looking at the crowd, there was so many Legado shirts. There was loads. They were like even like even in the match, like the crowd chose Santos as the face. Yeah. So that was the thing in this match. It was weird because you even said you were like, "Who's meant to be the face in this? Who's the heel?" And I was like, "Well, they're both heels. I never see Jordan as anything but a heel, and Escobar is." A shit, so he's a heel. Yeah. So it's it was a weird, yeah. So what I mean, Escobar's like got he's got sort of similar, not not sort of similar, but he's got a similarish character to like Roman, mm. in the sense that Roman's like the head of the tr- the, cha- the head of the table, the tribal chief of the Samoan dynasty. Yeah. And El uh, and Santos is basically he like wants to be sort of like the the emperor of lucha libre. Mm-hmm. Which is why he's like got Legado around surrounded him. Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it's I don't know. I think I think Escobar's just a cool heel, isn't he? He is, yeah. Like yeah. He, he comes out in his fucking Rey Mysterio gear of Halloween Havoc and is <laughs> that was come cool. out with like his El Phantasma mask and yeah, uh, yeah. the entrance and he had those cool boots with like the uh, the like white boots with the tassels and mm-hmm. the uh, red and green like patterns all up the side. And he looks, just looks great, doesn't he? Just he looks, looks like an absolute star in yeah. this match. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's quality. Yeah, 
I, I still think he deserves better. Like, not deserves better, but, you know, he, he could be doing bigger, better things on the on that roster. Yeah, for sure. But having someone like him as champion elevates that belt. So yeah. that's good. It's nice that the Cruiserweight Championship is being treated as such. Mm. Just have the guys from 205 now kind of come over and be part of it. Because we've said it before, it seems weird that you've got the Cruiserweight Champion on NXT, but then the rest of the division have their own show. Mm. That's still really, really weird disconnect to me. But Well, they, they seem to be using 205 Live as kind of like a way to build up talent to challenge Santos. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Get, get, like, get the reps in a bit. Like They've been doing it with Mansoor, but then he's been like, showing up on main event beating Angel Garza as well wow so yeah <laughs> uh, maybe maybe Mansoor is going to uh, be the one <laughs> who knows uh, moving on uh, we get the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship match next uh, the champions Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon against The Way uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell uh, right from the off uh, as soon as the bell goes uh, LeRae and Hartwell uh, attack the faces and manage to isolate Shotzi um, Ember eventually manages to get in a little later with a hot tag uh, went through both members of the way until Candice trips up on the rope a little bit later on we get a Tower of Doom spot in the corner where Indy Hartwell managed to lay out the champions but was unable to capitalise that was uh, a really like unique one though wasn't it like it, no, normally it's like obviously the two superplex and the powerbomb yeah but Candice had got Ember in a superplex Shotzi had then tried to jam and mm. Ember and then Indy actually powerbomb both Candice and like Candice on top of Shotzi yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Shotzi underneath as well looked awesome yeah it was clever it was a good spot um, Shotzi then hits a real awkward landing uh, she goes for a dive through the middle ropes to hit both members of the way on the outside she looked to be okay afterwards but good grief that was uncomfortable to, like anytime she throws herself off or through mm. something it's with a wince it, because she lands horribly every time. Yeah, it looked like when, like on the replay. So when, when she actually hits them, it looked like they managed to kind of like turn her over. Yeah. So she just didn't just go head first into yeah, the yeah, uh, yeah. barricade. But yeah, mm. it's just like when else you Come on, love, bloody hell! <laughs> You're still young. You've got years left of your career if you just look yeah. after yourself. <laughs> That's um, it. If you don't want a similar situation to like Paige and she's just retiring before she's even hit her peak. Um, Into the finish of the match, uh, Moon hits a double eclipse um, on the Ray and Hartwell. Uh, Shotzi then plants Hartwell with a diving senton to win and retain the belts. Uh, Yeah, for me, really good match. Both teams come come out looking great off the back of that. Um, But I don't feel like the way are ever going to kind of, well, not at least while Shotzi and Ember are holding the belts, because that's now been a couple of times, isn't it, that they can't kind of get mm. over on them. Um, I think until those belts go to someone else, the way aren't winning them. So I think this feud's kind of done here. But in saying that, NXT then needs to start building up some other credible kind of opponents to, to challenge Shotzi and Ember Moon. Yeah, it's they, sort of teased like an Io Shirai and Zoe Stark tag team, haven't they? Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe Shirai. Like, yeah, uh, Zoe Stark a little bit more exposure. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Shirai is obviously not, well, I say not in the title picture anymore. Um, but yeah, it would be cool to see her move on to some other things because I think a lot of people, when Ember Moon came back, expected her to go straight into that kind of women's championship picture and actually it was very much the opposite but that's turned out really well so we may well get the same thing with Io Shirai um, but yeah like I say really fun match really enjoyed it um, and Shotzi just needs to be careful of herself because Christ yeah. <laughs> um, you also picked up on it as well like it feels like they're teasing towards a possible split at some point there's this kind of almost like power struggle between Moon and Blackheart yeah they like they, they did it a couple of weeks ago on NXT where shot uh, Shotzi like shouted her like catchphrase to in like Candice LeRae's face and then Ember kind of went oh don't forget about Ember's law as well yeah 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 and then oh, during <clears> the <throat> entrance and then during the celebration as well so during the entrance like Shotzi got like kind of shoved Ember up the way to mm-hmm. do her like pose and Ember kind of like, give her like a dirty look and then just went to doing the pose yeah um I feel they did that the other week as well. I think it was on NXT, um, like the weekly yeah. show. 
And a similar thing happened where they kind of barged through at the start when we were in the ring to kind of get into their position to to show off. But you were saying uh, last night that a heel Ember Moon could be quite a fun character to see. Yeah, it, it felt like they were kind of teasing that, didn't it? When she came back, she was a lot like hyper aggressive. Yeah. Um, and then they, because of, I think more because of like war games and then Dusty Classic, it kind of got put on the wayside a little bit, mm-hmm. like put on the back burner. And yeah. I'd like, I think it'd be very nice if we could, could do a nice little tag run with these two. Yeah. Um, slow build Ember getting a bit more and more annoyed that it's because even like looking at the entrance, it's all shotty. It's shotty's music. Yeah. It's shotty's uh, tank. They come, out, <laughs> they come out on the tank. Mm. It, 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 they could, they could quite easily go, oh, yeah, well, you were just kind of like hogging the spotlight. I was the yeah. afterthought. I'm yeah, the yeah. fucking star of this. Yeah. Story made. So, easy true. enough. I've got, I've got faith in NXT to do something like that as well. Yeah. Yeah, if this so. was on main roster, I'd be furious. I'd be like, "Oh god, they're gonna fucking ruin it." They're gonna but ruin because, it <laughs> because it's because it's on NXT. I I have faith that they're gonna execute it, do it justice. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, next up, we get the North American Championship match. Uh, the current champion Johnny Gargano against the winner of the Gauntlet Eliminator, uh, Bronson Reed. Um, straight from the off, Bronson Reed looks absolutely unstoppable. Um, they made him look tremendous in this. Uh, whenever Johnny tried to mount an attack or find a way through, uh, Reed just bounced him around with slams and smashes. Um, Johnny Gargano then does start targeting uh, the ribs of Reed and kind of exposes a weakness there. And Reed's selling the, his midsection for the, the majority of the match. And that's kind of, it makes him one step behind then. He's gasping for air sort of thing. And, and, and I think even... Uh, Barrett picks up on it in commentary. It's like, oh, he's he's gone for the girth, like he, he's gone for the girth of his ribs or something like that. Um, yeah, Gogana then um, starts just attacking it, kind of kicks and punches and stuff, shoves him into the announce desk, ribs first, um, hits knees to the body, um, and just continues to try and soften up that area. A little later in the match, uh, Re kind of manages to find some momentum, uh, gets back to that kind of dominance that he showed in the first instance. Um, despite Johnny going for the ribs at one point, he hits, uh, I think commentary called it a jagged edge, um, but was unable to keep Gargano down for a three count. Uh, he then hit Bronson with uh, a backstabber in the corner to gain an advantage. Um, Gargano then hits a poison Rana, uh, locks in the Gargano escape. Reed manages to make it to the ropes, uh, rolls outside. And then to get Gargano back in, he hits that kind of razor's edge, like border toss, where he chucks him over yeah. on the ramp back into the <laughs> ring. Um, Reed then goes up for the tsunami uh, and misses. Um, goes up for a second attempt, but Austin Theory then causes a distraction. Uh, Reed manages to hit a powerbomb. Uh, Theory saves the pinfall attempt, um, which just pisses off Bronson Reed uh, and then proceeds to throw Gargano into Theory uh, and then hits a suicide dive to the outside. And then into the finish of the match, um, it comes when Reed went uh, went up to end things with a moonsault. Gargano manages to move out of the way, hits a couple of super kicks, then hits two one final beats and picks up the win uh, to retain the North American Championship. This was fun. I always enjoy watching Bronson Reed, um, and he came out of this looking like an absolute star. This is kind of the for me. This is the best I've seen him since they started giving him that push. Um, and he's had various matches, but never really been able to show kind of what he can do. Um, and I think putting him someone in the ring with someone like Johnny Gargano, who is more than capable, um, did a lot of the heavy lifting in this match sort of thing um, and just kept it going. Just made him look like a, an absolute star. So yeah, I, I love this. Really, really Yeah, it was, it was really nice that even like in defeat, Bronson Reed came out of this looking better for it. And yeah, I don't. I, I mean, we don't know what's obviously going to happen with the NXT Championship picture after this pay per view. Hmm. Um, I'd love it if Bronson ends up in that. Oh, person. mate! Yeah, I think, I think, I think they're going to probably keep him around the North American title picture because, as I say, it feels like there's a lot of sort of moving parts in the, in that picture at the moment. It feels like yeah. I said this on the live stream last night. It feels like they they might be building up to like a multi man ladder match. Hmm. Garg- because Gargano was like kind of cheated and used like nefarious means to retain against so many people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and even even winning it, he he did. So mm-hmm. it would be quite nice if the if they could then go, okay, well, the way of Bard from ringside, he is he is all the guys you kind of screwed over in the last like yeah, six. Yeah. You'll defend against all. <laughs> now defend against, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I feel yeah. like we we're gonna get possibly a rematch between uh, Reading Organo. And that's partly because, like, he looked unbelievably strong throughout most of the match, and it kind of it didn't baffle me, but it was just it was surprising to see him lose when he was so dominant throughout the match. But I think a lot of that could be put down to, well, I wrestled two matches in two nights. Like, mm. I want a rematch. I want a rematch when I'm fresh and I'm at a hundred percent. So he's got a call for a rematch at some point later down the line. I think. Um, yeah. And yeah, that'd be awesome. Really, really good. But big fan of that match. Uh, also, speaking of uh, being a big fan, this was built brilliantly uh, yeah. and didn't disappoint on the night. Uh, the NXT Championship match between <clears throat> Finn Balor, current champion, and Karrion Cross. Um, this, yeah, superb. Like I say, um, loads of build. A couple of video vignettes that they showed on the night. Uh, and then obviously in, in the last couple of weeks building up as well and Finn kind of predicting this oh you know you, you're going to lose your, your temper and you're going to lose your focus and I know you've been training to kind of go into the, the to keep up with me in, in the, the depths of the match and stuff like that um, yeah really really good uh, so from the off uh, Finn forces Cross into like I say sort of losing his focus uh, charges at Finn runs shoulder first into the steel post uh, Cross does manage to recover though, um, but was dragged down to the mat with an arm bar. Finn then starts targeting that left arm and wearing it down, but also targeting kind of the, the ribs and midsection as well. Um, playing very much into that kind of build where, you know, he's saying he's got a lot in the tank and he's kind of training for endurance and stuff like that because he knows that that's Finn's kind of forte, like his area. Um, so yeah, just targets that arm, uh, which obviously uses his finish for his finisher, uh, wears him down, lots of strikes. Cross manages to recover, finds his footing again, uh, hits Balor with a, a bridging suplex into a powerbomb, which looked cool. Um, a little later on, Balor hits a sling blade, and that allows him to set up for a running drop kick. However, Cross counters it, hits a, a huge running clothesline, and then a doomsday suplex. Cross then gets up to set up for his finisher, uh, but Finn counters with a, a pelé kick and goes to set up for the coup de gras. Um, Bala lands it, but Cross turned into a pinfall um, for into the, the Cross jacket. Bala escapes that uh, and locks Cross into the rings of Saturn. And then the camera kind of comes to the outside where we see Scarlet talking some absolute poop. I don't know what it was she's saying. It sounded like she's speaking in tongues, but whatever it was that she said yeah. seemed to kind of fire up Cross, uh, which allowed him to escape the submission. Um, he then just pummeled Finn on the back of the neck with forearm strikes which looks vicious like really really horrible um, hits a second doomsday suplex and sets up for uh, his sort of finishing forearm blow to the back of the neck not once but twice to ensure that Balor can't get back up and pins him yeah. to become the new NXT champion outstanding yeah the, big big this was really good um they really played off the sort of story from the build where Finn was like, I'm completely in control. My emotions are you. Yeah. And like Finn, like even like early on where he just slapped the taste out of Cross's mouth. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, Cross yeah. just snapped. And then Finn just like getting, like getting in his face and being cocky. And mm. this was, a, a as we said on the live stream, I think this was like the best match Cross has had in NXT. Yeah. Quite sure. comfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was, um, Really good. Yeah. Really, really good. Great storytelling. Awesome build. Um, and it's going to be interesting now to see who they build to to take him on because they've made him look like an absolute beast. Yeah. He could always just have him like vacate the NXT title and go to main roster. <laughs> yeah. Like After a lengthy, lengthy, lengthy reign. Yeah. I feel like he's holding on to that for quite a while now. Yeah, I I'm not too sure who they could actually build to take off. I mean, Bronson Reed's one I'd like to see. Mm. Um I get I, the impression Kyle O'Reilly's probably gonna be the one to do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not about even that like year long thing, haven't he, where Kyle O'Reilly's yeah. come so close to winning it. Yeah, yeah. 
and uh, then he had to deal with Adam Cole's shit and then <laughs> speaking of which <laughs> yeah the main event the co-main event whatever you want to call it the unsanctioned match between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole Bay Bay um Big fight feel going into this, much like Cross and Balor. The build-up has been superb. Uh, those prime target video packages they've been putting out this week have just been superb. This is the, you were saying it as well, uh, the the best sort of build to a feud, to a match, probably since like Champo Gargano. Definitely an NXT, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it felt like the same sort of like intensity, um, obviously it's just two like two tag team partners or two like faction mates in this case mm. and they've just kind of like gone okay well now we're turning you we're, we're turning one of you against it just go mm. go to war yeah um, I think it worked so, so well with Gargano and Champa because of because of that because they were a tag team for such a long time yeah and obviously they, they go on about the history between Cole and uh, O'Reilly 12 mm. years they've known each other and yeah. wrestled all around the world, and this did not disappoint in the slightest. No. Uh, both men uh, have got new music, new ring gear. Uh, both of them are escorted to the ring by security. They get into the ring and kind of divide it up in half from corner to corner. Um, and then as soon as the bell rings, um, they just charge at each other, massive throw and flurry of punches in the middle. Uh, almost immediately, both of them head to the outside of the ring, uh, grabbing some steel chairs. Cole manages to get the upper hand, just battered O'Reilly with some chair shots. Uh, notice that the chairs had the Undisputed Era logo spray-painted on them, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, both men then traded some submission holds. Um, a chain from under the ring was introduced uh, and brought in to assist with that. I think uh, Cole sort of had like a, a hook on it where he managed to kind of latch it around the top rope. Yeah, uh, so either side that had like... Um like latches on them. That's it, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Um, O'Reilly hits a brain buster on the announce table on the outside to Cole. Uh, that table had zero give. Um, <laughs> once they'd both kind of made it back up to their feet, Cole smashes uh, Carl's face in with the TV um, around like the kind of bellkeeper's area. Uh, from under the ring, Cole then grabs a toolbox and uses a series of bits from that to try and maim O'Reilly. Cole at one point even teased stabbing O'Reilly in the eye, which was obviously they yeah. were never going to do, but it was like, Jesus, like it, it's good. It it played very much into this this feud where it was just they'll he'll do it, win it by yeah. any sort of possible. Yeah, they really ramped up the intensity of it, didn't they? Yeah, that was it was outstanding. Um so yeah, after that kind of tease there, uh Carl manages to lock in a, a triangle choke, uh using the chain for a bit of extra leverage. Um there's two chairs set up in the middle of the ring um, after kind of an exchange of punches and whatnot. Both men staggered to their feet, got slumped over on the chairs um, and then just proceed to batter each other with kind of closed fists. Uh, Arali then looks to have gained the upper hand. Uh, Cole caught him with a low blow though. What did you call it? The lion what? Lion cock. The lion cock. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm calling the low blow from now on. Hits him with the lion cock. Um, Cole didn't like what the ref was saying to him, so just turned around and just flat out punched him. Um, he then hits the Panama Sunrise and was surprised that the referee couldn't get out to count because literally 10 seconds earlier, he'd laid him out on the mat. Yeah. <laughs> it was really odd. Um, they then sort of spill out onto the entrance ramp. Uh, O'Reilly leaps up, locks Cole into a guillotine. Um, Cole can't escape from it, and the only thing he can do is just kind of jump forward and down and smashes him through a panel on the entrance ramp. Uh mm. Cole then climbs out of that and then to get O'Reilly out, just boots a hole in the side of the ramp, just kicks open like the, the, the panels on the side, drags O'Reilly out through there. Um, Cole then tries to finish off O'Reilly, hits him with a brain buster on the steel steps, which is obviously a, a throwback to a month or so ago. Um, but somehow O'Reilly gets his shoulder up on that. Um, I thought that probably should have been it there. It was kind of, it got to a point for me in this where, and I, I love this match, but there were a couple of points where you just go, you shouldn't really be kicking out of that, should you? Like, you got brain busted on the steps a couple of weeks ago, like a month or so ago, and it put you out of action. This is the reason that this match is unsanctioned, because you're not cleared as a result of that, and now you're yeah. kicking out of it. So for me, it was just a bit like, eh. but still good, butterbye. Um, Cole then goes for the last shot. O'Reilly manages to duck out of the way. 
O'Reilly then hits Cole with the last shot and gets a near pinfall attempt. And then as we go into the close of the match, uh, both men are fighting in the corner. Uh, O'Reilly catches Cole with uh, a lion cock, uh, which is a bit of payback for the one that Cole delivered earlier. There's a chair set up in the middle of the ring. It's got the legs facing up uh, and Cole's sort of draped over that. O'Reilly then starts to scale the top rope gets the chain, starts wrapping that around his knee uh, and leaps off, smashes Cole with the knee into the chair through, like with the legs up, made a cracking horrible sound, um, yes. sends him through that and rolls him over to win. And that's just, yeah, it was unreal. That finish. Yeah, it was an absolute war, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think with the with the point you made about the uh, brain buster on the steps, like because we both said that that's a finish there, gotta yeah. be. Yeah, um, I I liked I liked the fact that O'Reilly like was like defiant to the point where he's like, I'm I'm absolutely not kicking out of this. Oh, sorry, I'm <laughs> yeah. absolutely not getting beaten by this. Um, mm-hmm. Like you took um, me out with this once, it's not going to happen again, sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, this match was fantastic. It was everything it needed to be. Um, and more <laughs> and more and as, yeah. as well like as, as obviously I was saying like um, there was a co- there'd been a couple of like no holds barred style matches like there, there was obviously AW did the women's unsanctioned match mm. um, and they had the arcade anarchy last week which were both two very fun but very different to this yeah, yeah. and I think that that was what was like cool like they made it they made sure it wasn't just like copy and paste from all the matches, they, mm. they put their own like lick of paint on it. Like, yeah, yeah. The the finish was insane. I've not seen anything like that before. Yeah. Um. Even with like the sort of brain buster on the steps again and stuff like that, it was their own kind of unique take on this yeah, style yeah. of match. That was what yeah. was really cool. Um, the spot on the ramp as well, where he just drove him through that because he had him in the guillotine lock. It was like, I've got no other way out of this. I'm just going to yeah. send you through, and I'm going to go with you. That that was a um, that was a little tribute to ECW. Oh really? Yeah, Taz versus Bam Bam Bigelow, where Taz has the Taz mission on, so Bam Bam Bigelow just throws him through the stage. Nice. Yeah, quality. Um, but yeah, it was very, very, very cool. Um, yeah, a very good this. match. Yeah. Um, what were your highs and lows for night two? Oh, I'm probably going to say O'Reilly and Cole. Um, however, yeah. everything else was very, very good. Um, I enjoyed how good they made Bronson Reed look against Johnny Gargano. Um, I'm excited to see more of him. Uh, but yeah, that's my high. Um, Cole and O'Reilly, my low is... Ooh. I don't want to, at risk of doing exactly what we did for night one, but probably the pre-show match. Although a, pl- a positive of that, a plus of that, is that we get to see or have gotten to see Maverick and Dane on the screen a bit more. They're going to get a number one yeah. contenders match. So it's cool. But on a card where everything else was stellar, it was just the one. Eh. Yeah. Not a bad um, match, but just. Eh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for, for me, it was the unsanctioned match as well. Um, yeah. it was just awesome um, yeah. and my low I'd probably say maybe the women's tag match it just felt a little bit flat at times fair enough um, I think as well like we've seen these we've seen like these two teams go at it so much recently mm. that I, it wasn't that I wasn't bothered about it but I, w- I was a little bit like we really need to see this again right now yeah yeah could we have not waited and like maybe got like another team involved and mm-hmm. obviously the building teams at the moment, but I mean, you've got Tian Sha there, you've got Casey and uh, Catanzaro and Caden Carter. Yeah. Um, that there's, there's teams that they could have put in that role instead of the way. And yeah, but that, that's just, again, me nitpicking. It was a, yeah. both shows were excellent. Indeed. Indeed. Sweet, that wraps up. Uh, got a, got first... I forgot about a grade out of ten, pal. Oh, we've got, oh, of course, pay per view grade, don't we? On the pay per views, we do. Uh, eight and a half, boff. Same. Eight and a half. Yeah. Solid eight and a half. Yeah. Outstanding. Um, yeah. That's going to take some beating this year. Oof. Really is going to take some not, beating. Not like WWE have got the biggest show of the fucking year uh, coming up tomorrow. <laughs> is it? I don't Jeez. know. It could surprise us, but I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, 
I think um, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, be a couple of matches on there that'll steal the show. I think. Mm. That wraps up um, Takeover Stand and Deliver Night One and Two. Our review of that. Um, we will be back live streaming tomorrow for Night One of WrestleMania and on Sunday for Night Two of WrestleMania. Um, we're also going to be uh, recording and uploading our SmackDown and Raw Super Show combo review tomorrow, as well as your weekly dose of news. So mega news, ear out for that mega news. Fucking loads. <laughs> um, just before we go, um, where can people get their beard and beers from? Well, not their beards. They've already got beards. Where can they get stuff for their beards? Um, <laughs> thatchface.com. Use the code TROYXL85 at um, checkout to get 20% off your order. They do a vast array of uh, beard oils, beard balms, combs, brushes, as well as uh, other apparel. Um, and a portion of the proceeds goes to a testicular cancer charity. Uh, as far as beer is concerned, at time of recording, you won't get your WrestleMania order in now because the cutoff was yesterday. Mine arrived this morning. Yes. Roy's arrived this morning. Um, <laughs> Woke me up. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm only getting out of bed for one thing. Top Rope Brewing beer. But um, yeah, topropebrewing.com. Um, they've brought out a couple of WrestleMania themed beers. Um, and the notable ones uh, on this day, uh, which is an Edge themed IPA. Uh, 7% Citra Mosaic uh, Dream in a can um, <laughs> then there's also Head of the Table which is a 6.2% um, Sabro and Citra um, very tropical sort of coconut and grapefruity flavours lovely lovely stuff and also uh, for International Women's Day they did a beer called Women's Revolution which is a cherry and kiwi sour which I haven't tried yet but I'm very excited to try um, yes. yeah they did have um, boxes with what culture I don't know if they're going to be continuing to do them after Wrestlemania um, it's like a 12 pack for £45 they've also just released um, their first ever branded glassware which I got mine yesterday um, it's very very nice yes. and uh, a load of t-shirts hats uh, face masks and uh, all the such stuff uh, mini kegs as well if you want to have like five liters of, of a beer to just drink through on a nice <laughs> hot sunny day. Um, yeah, sweet. What about uh, social media, Troy? Uh, we're across all the social medias, all the channels. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Um, all of our watch alongs for WrestleMania week are up on there for you to view, so you can go back and check those out. There's also some uh, retro review content on there and some special episodes like our Getting to Know You series. Um, we also interact on the Twitters <clears throat> and the Discord, where you can find us under at Untitled Rest Pod. And you can also find all of our game streaming on Twitch at Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, time of recording, it's uh, Friday. We will be doing our usual gaming stuff for a couple of hours before the first night of WrestleMania on Saturday. So be sure to join us there. And if you do want to get involved in any of those games, uh, join the Discord channel, uh, Discord server, um, let us know and we'll get you involved in one of those games. So yeah, until the next time, look after yourselves, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house and the Untitled Wrestling Podcast house.